Welcome to Bequeen Yourself, the podcast, conversations to grow, serve and inspire you on the journey to becoming the queen of your mind and your life. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyer, founder of The Breakthrough Nurse, registered nurse, master mindset coach and dog mom. I help my clients, nurses, healers and empaths just like you go from burnt out, feeling unworthy carrying and believing their limiting beliefs to feeling like the queen they are. I am so excited that you're here. Let's get stuck in. Hello, queen, and welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited that you're here and really pumped to share today. Thank you so much for your patience in getting this episode out. To be honest, January was huge and amazing and beautiful. So I really had to be mindful of where I was putting my energy and a few projects just got benched and put to the side while I focused on the new queens starting their journeys and focus on serving my current clients, which has been incredible. And I'm so, so excited for all of them. So I'm excited to be here today with you as well and getting back into everything. First things first, I'm going to pull you a card from the Bequeen Yourself Affirmation deck which you can grab one for yourself from my website. So the card I have pulled for you today is I am not responsible for the version of me other people create in their mind. And so, so powerful. So maybe you need that reminder today. And of course, the queen moment for the week This week's featured queen moment is the amazing, talented, beautiful Kelly from Two Humorous Nurses, which is an incredible podcast. If you have not listened to it yet, then put it on your list. But Kelly says, Amelia and I have been pulling a card from your deck each morning. She loves it and it gives us a way to talk about self-love and boosting connection together, which is just the best and really just makes my heart want to burst. So Amelia is her beautiful daughter and yeah, they do their morning rituals together, which is such a vibe. My queen moment for the week is I was reflecting on this yesterday, actually really being grateful for a beautiful January. I welcomed so many new incredible clients into my space and I just love all of them and (laughs) I'm just so excited so so excited and really I just feel so blessed to be able to do this work so if you haven't already I'd love for you to reflect and think about your queen moment where have you shown up where have you been proud of yourself what are your wins And really reflect on that and feel that for a moment. You are allowed to be proud of yourself. You are allowed to love on yourself and cheer yourself on. So reflect on your queen moment. And as always, my DMs are open. If you ever want to share what your queen moment is with me, I absolutely love it when you do. All right, so let's get stuck in. I'm excited to 
riff on this topic because it has actually been requested by so many of you and also it's come up in countless conversations because it is so prevalent. So today I'm going to be chatting through recognizing and dealing with a toxic workplace environment. So the job is hectic enough minus all of the politics and the other stuff that goes on within the healthcare environment. Right now, with all that's going on in the world, there is even more pressure. So it's really important to know that for a person, when pressure is placed upon someone, their internal stuff comes up. So their limiting beliefs, their traumas, their stress response, they go into fight or flight mode, into survival mode. And that almost reptilian brain comes out and they aren't who they normally are, right? And right now, the whole healthcare system has so much pressure placed on it. And we can very clearly see all of the cracks. So it's being squeezed. We're seeing where things are not working. Things are not flowing where there's massive gaps, where there are missing pieces in this whole thing. So that naturally has exacerbated the toxicity or the inclination to go down that negative vibe, that toxic route. So knowing that and, you know, at this time we're in 2022, we're two years into the pandemic and so Really my vision, and it's very important to focus on where you want to go and not just the shit that's in front of you or the bad things that are happening, but really my vision is that a newer, safer, more effective, people-focused healthcare system will actually be born from this time. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be the work of one person. It's going to be a collaborative approach. And really, I do hold that vision in my heart because I know it's possible. But unfortunately, a lot of the time, things need to get worse before they get better. How do I know that my workplace is toxic? Well, sister, I know if you tune in, you will already have your answer to this for yourself. I'm going to go through some signs of a toxic workplace to bring more awareness to this topic. These are in no particular order at all. So the first one is your thoughts and suggestions. Feedback is not received or valued. So maybe you can clearly see what would improve the unit for all, what would improve staff morale, improve patient safety but it feels as though it just falls upon deaf ears. Now, I know there are things that quote unquote can't be changed or are very difficult to change from higher up and not every request that is submitted will be actioned, but you should at least be able to have a conversation about it with your leader, be able to feel heard and at least have your feedback passed on to the next level. If you feel unheard or undervalued, a few things you can do is 
start to obviously take note of this and also start to put the feelers out there and see how others are feeling as well and not in a negative gossipy bitchy way to further decline morale but in a way where you're just getting curious you're just asking others and asking your colleagues hey how do you feel about this particular issue or what would you like to see change here and you know power of the people if it is something that is highly important to you then chatting through it with other people and seeing if it's important to them you may be able to band together and create the change or again take it higher because the more of you there are that want change the more likely you are to be heard so write down all of your requests requests and your actions plus any incidents that happen as a result of said issue that you're raising not being dealt with the next sign is narcissistic leadership and I have seen this throughout my career as a nurse and I've also seen the flip side I've also been lucky enough to experience a few good positive approachable nums and managers and you know even higher up than that the old school mentality is fear-based leadership A lot of leaders within healthcare actually haven't done the inner work, their trauma work, as in the work that it takes to be a new kind of leader, a new kind of person for themselves. So instead, they're leading from their pains, their struggles, as opposed to what's best as a whole. Now, this is not to throw judgment or shade know that everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have. This conversation is purely for your awareness. And what I love the most about working with clients and, you know, working with so many nurses is that when I see their journey and I see them doing this inner work, they actually start to shift their perception of themselves, but those around them. So they actually change to a more compassionate but also a more aware version of themselves who can actually pick up on other people's pains and behaviours and see that as that own person's projection, that own person's issue and they start to not take things personally which honestly is the best thing you can do in healthcare because You are dealing with a lot of different personalities. You're dealing with people who are at their most vulnerable and their worst and who are not feeling or acting like their normal selves. You're dealing with leaders who are under an intense amount of pressure and, you know, the pressures that we don't even see or can't even fathom from those higher up in the hospital board or, you know, your organization's board and, Really, the the ward leader is the person who's got to almost be pulled in both directions, what the higher-ups want and what the ward wants. And so they have an extremely difficult job, extremely, extremely difficult, and they can't please everybody. But again, coming back to stepping into that leadership role and 
you know, what I believe is being a good leader is somebody who genuinely cares about their team and their work environment. So whether that's the ward or another organization that they run, they are approachable, open to feedback, exceptional at communication, always learning, not afraid to make unpopular decisions and not be liked, make everyone feel heard and valued, but are also a strong pillar that you know has your back and that you can go to with what you need. I think that element is so important in leadership because if your team do not feel as though they can come to you, then in my opinion, in my humble opinion, you are not doing a good enough job at making them feel like they need to feel to trust in you. So dealing with this old school mentality, fear-based, narcissistic type of leadership, really it comes back to bringing your responsibility and your power back to yourself. So the best thing you can do is strengthen your boundaries, really work to find your voice and maybe unlocking some of the blocks that are stopping you from speaking out about things that really matter to you and, you know, sharing your concerns, your feedback, your opinions and really stepping into your confidence and your power as a nurse It is okay to have difficult conversations. It's okay you're worthy of sharing your opinion. It's just that you need to recognize that and know that. And when you share and you have the hard conversations, you will actually be respected more. So work on yourself and really recognize your blocks or limiting beliefs to stepping into that power to using your voice. And this comes back to also standing your ground, standing up for yourself and putting those boundaries in place and not doing things that you do not want to do or things that you do not feel comfortable doing. And having the courage to say no, having the courage to put your stake in the ground and say, well, this is it for me. The next sign of a toxic workplace is bullying. And This literally gets me so fucking fired up. Unfortunately, this is still so rife in nursing culture. You know, nurses eat their young and all that shit. So it's really, it's time for this to change. I mean, it was time for this to change like yesterday, but really the young, here's your permission slip. (laughs) You need to start biting back and not taking it lying down. I know from my own experience, it is uncomfortable. It is shit when you have this stuff happening in your work environment. So you can't change how someone behaves, but you can control what you tolerate and the boundaries that you put in place in regards to this. Sometimes as well, unfortunately, those in leadership positions are actually on the bully side and not intentionally, but it's that they've got friendships with them. So they don't want to upset these people or come between the friendships that they've created. And I've experienced this through my own career as well. And it's enough to create an awful reputation as a ward in a hospital to know that People don't actually want to go there because of 
this behavior and overall that uncomfortable conversation that the leader is not willing to have ends up being the reason why there is such low morale. There is these things going on because they're not courageous enough to step up to stop that. So what I suggest if this is within your experience at the moment is starting to keep a written record of every single incident, what happened, the specific details, you know, leaving the emotion out of the first part of it for the details and then underneath you can write how it made you feel and then, you know, date, date and timestamp it and just keep this running log. So do not be afraid to bring this up with your manager and if your manager is not listening, no action is being taken, then what you do is you go to the person above them, then you go to the person above them if nothing's happening and then you go to the person above them. But what you must do is put it all in writing. So conversations are great, but there is no record of them. So you need to put it in writing. You need to email and you can have the conversation. You can write in the email and you can address it to your manager and say, as per our conversation regarding X with Y outcome, you know, here is just a follow up email to let you know. And then you can share the intended action that they said they would take as well as when you'll be following up on this. So be professional about it, but also don't take it lying down. You know, do not be afraid to verbally say, don't speak to me in that way. Or when you've calmed down, you can come back and speak to me in a more respectful tone. Like do not be afraid to say that stuff because what happens when somebody is projecting this bullying behavior is that they're actually unconsciously looking for significance. As I mentioned before, you know, a lot of people within the healthcare field haven't done their inner work yet and no judgment to them. They are running their patterns from what they have known and what they've been conditioned to show up as and show up like. So when someone is unconsciously or consciously running this behavior, this bullying behavior, you know, putting others down or power play, whatever it is, they're actually underneath looking for significance and hurt people hurt people, right? So maybe they didn't feel significant in their earlier life or they're not giving themselves the love they need. They're not getting that at home. And so the only way they feel they can get control and significance is by putting other people down. And I will tell you, this is the lowest form of behavior and the lowest form of energy exchange. It's it's awful, right? But it's important to know the, the deeper stuff behind the behavior. I remember one of my experiences with this in my grad year and I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I get pretty passionate about things. I'm a bit of a fiery fucker when I want to be. And maybe that's the Leo in me. We can blame that. But I remember uh, a senior staff member who just was 
not a nice human being who tried to bully me in my grad year. And let me tell you, I had not done much inner work then. And, you know, I'm not proud of my behavior, but I did snap back at her and she never, ever, ever spoke to me in that way again. And so I'm not saying be rude, but I am saying it's okay to use your voice. The next sign of a toxic workplace is the unfair policies and unfair enforcement of them. So for example, on the ward, you've got Nurse Jackie, who has been there a long time. Nurse Jackie is a bloody good show, by the way. If you have not watched it, go and do so. But Nurse Jackie does something that is against policy and just gets like a a slap on the wrist or, you know, just a comment made to her. And then another newer nurse, Barb, does something and something similar and gets a written warning up and it's completely on the same level as this other person, but it's the different response based on the person. So it's this sort of favoritism that needs to be watched out for and that is not okay. It's totally okay to be friends with your leaders and your managers, but when you step into that work environment, knowing that treating everyone equally is the best way to go and is going to ultimately help the ward culture in the long term. So something you can do if even if this is not you in this situation or you observe this happening to your colleagues is raise it, like talk about it, share it with your manager and say, hey, I noticed that, you know, for Nurse Jackie, you said or did X and for Nurse Barb, you did Y, Z, why was that? And question things like it's okay to ask questions. And this is how we start to shift the culture. And it's, of course, it's a huge job and it's not going to happen overnight, but we can all play our part in raising the bar of the environment that we work in. Communication makes the ship sail smoothly within healthcare. And it really needs to be exhibited at a high level within the healthcare environment to ensure safety and effective running of a unit. If there is poor communication, mistakes happen, staff don't feel confident in their workplace and safety, everything, general morale goes down and it's a really dangerous place to sit. So you can bring this up and working on your own communication skills to raise the bar is incredible. And, you know, every change starts with us, right? So using your own self-reflection to think about, okay, how can I communicate better? How can I ask better quality questions to get the answers I need? How can I have conversations to empower other people? And with these conversations, you really have the power to create true change and also suggesting, you know, maybe it's a ward-wide thing. Maybe there's some training that needs to happen or a conversation that needs to be had. So don't be scared to be the first one to initiate that to your superiors. Okay, so the next one is constant gossip, cattiness, and bitchiness. All right, 
So let's be real. We've all had a good gossip session on the ward. We've all had a good bitch and whinge because sometimes things get heavy and they get hectic and we need to release that energy. But knowing that this is not contributing to the greater good, this behavior of gossiping actually has a deeper meaning for you. It's a way to seek connection with others. It's a way to bond. And I want you to become really aware of where you do this and take responsibility without judgment because it's hard to go against the crowd and to change the narrative of what you're talking about, to really shift gears, but know that you get to change the story. Do you want to work in an environment where every second person is gossiping about the last shift and what they did or what they didn't do and forgetting the fact that nursing is 24-7 care and, you know, using any excuse to have a gossip session? Do you want to work in that environment where you walk away and you don't know if someone is talking about you behind your back? Or do you want to work in an environment where you trust your colleagues and you know they've got your back in any conversation, you will band together, you'll stick together and you will work together and really use that to raise the vibe of your workplace. So gossiping bitching is a low vibrational habit. So tuning in and giving yourself what you need in another way And getting that connection with your colleagues in another way and really tuning into what that could be for you, knowing that these changes all start with you. If you have three people in a room who are of a low vibrational state, you know, they're feeling angry, hurt, sad, whatever it is, and you are feeling good, you're feeling positive, you're vibing high and you walk into that room Do you think it will be easier for you to raise those people up and really heighten their vibe and, you know, give them all the good vibes and really shift how they're feeling? Or will it be easier for you to lower to their vibration? And I know you might think the answer may be to try and raise them up, but in energetic terms, we're all vibrational beings and If your workplace is in a low vibration, then no matter what, when you step into that space on some level, you are going to take that energy on. And yes, there are absolutely things you can do to protect yourself and to have those energetic boundaries in place as well as, you know, the, the mindset stuff, but On some level, it's important to acknowledge that it is still going to affect you. So if you love your workplace and you still feel it's low vibe, then it's really important that you start to look at the ways where you can protect your energy and put things in place so that you can feel good when you go there and walk out of there. You can do your part and you can, you know, shed the energy of the place. However, if it is affecting you on a very deep level and you can't seem to shift it, you can't seem to shake it and 
your workplace is making you miserable, but you have been there for a long time, you don't want to let the team down, you feel scared of change leaving, then here is your huge permission slip to tune in to what you need and not what you should do. And if that thing that you need to do is leave, then this is your permission slip to do so. So knowing that it's normal to be scared of change, that you'll always be okay, and that there is so many opportunities around for nurses right now. Oh my God, like this chaos has created a lot of opportunities. So there's never been a better time to chase after what you want, but know that it's okay. Like it's okay to leave. This can be a really systemic issue, this toxic workplace. And it's changing the whole vibration of a workplace is a big job, right? And if you think about how difficult it is to change ourselves, then how can we really expect to change others and a systemic issue? So you really show up and be the change. But if that workplace is not aligning with you, then it's okay to focus on yourself and start a new chapter. All we can ever really focus on changing is ourself. And there is a really amazing quote about this. And that is yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. And although this topic is a somewhat of a negative one, I truly believe that life happens for us and not to us. So if you are in this environment now, ask yourself, is it worth it to you to stay here? And also acknowledge what you are learning or growing through being in this situation. So how are you growing through these challenges? What parts of you are being called on to tackle and deal with this? Who are you growing into? These are all really amazing things to journal on and reflect on. So in conclusion, if there is things going on within your work environment that you wish to change, the best thing you can do is take responsibility for yourself and start to take action on the things that matter to you. So escalate things, keep a paper trail, date and time of incidents that happen and work on yourself as well to navigate the challenges and gain the strength and confidence you need to put better boundaries in place, to speak up, to feel good and comfortable within yourself. And giving yourself the permission to leave as you grow through your journey as a nurse, you really expand and step into newer versions of yourself. And therefore, it is inevitable that you outgrow environments and people and places, things. Most people fear change, but actually many times the most expansive thing you can do is step into a new space for yourself. So always be open to new opportunity and expanding and being open to receiving as well. I hope that this episode has helped you to gain a deeper understanding into the complex dynamics of the toxic workplace environment within healthcare. And I hope it's empowered you to take responsibility, take your power back and create the changes that you need to create. If you got any insight or value from this episode, I would absolutely love it if you could share it on your stories and tag me at The Breakthrough Nurse over on Instagram 
or share it with your nurse friend who really needs to hear this message. Thank you so much for being here and listening, Queen. Until next time, sending you lots of love and good vibes for the week ahead. And I will chat to you very soon.